Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. It's time for some more Markush. I'm sorry about Marcus. Maybe we should... Markush, sorry. We should maybe work out a, a song for Markush. Maybe I just need some inspiration. Anyway, let's see what our characters decide about Marcus's offer. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilltop. You can find us on Facebook. You can look at all of the handouts and maps on our Tumblr, billowinghilltop.tumblr.com. And of course, we'd love to hear from you via email. Hello at billowinghilltop.com and we will stuff your email into Paul's capacious bag for later retrieval. That's it. No other news or information. Let us push on with episode 104 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Let's make a deal. It's a big setup bit yeah. now. It's very different. This, this whole conversation is, you know, when you layer on a lot of the drama and the pomp that Mike has layered on, which also takes a while to kind of explain, you get a lot of exposition, which I don't mind. You know, I like the story. Yeah. And I like the I like the flavour, so Yeah, no, no. Enjoying this bit. But at some point um, we've got to do something. I mean, yes, but we are doing something. But I I don't know. I I wanna know what's going on. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some signposts and then we just gotta go and follow it. Yeah, but you know that Hest is just going to be sort of limited in the amount of information he gives out. Do you mean Doombringer, not Hesty? Sorry, Doombringer. What's that? Oh, yeah. I'm just moaning. He's bringing the rest of us down, mate. Yeah, that's right. Right, good evening, everybody. Hello, hello. It's What's still up? too hot to play D&D. Oh, hello, hello, yes. hello. I'm here with everybody. Let's not do introductions. We're all too hot. We're all in our mankinis. That's just not a pretty image. Yeah, I'm not going to do any more jokes about how little of Paul is left because Johnny doesn't like them. Johnny doesn't think it's funny anymore. But it is hotter here in London than Delhi, Cairo, and Islamabad. Added together or just individually? No, no, just individually. Where were okay? Yes, so we left things at a slightly odd place last time, which was that you've met Marcus. Are we happy with the accent? Should we go more Dutch? Should we just go with more Dutch with the Marcus? Or do no, you think, I, I think more, more Dutch? I definitely yes. don't think Come on, no I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. more Dutch. Yeah, more Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, okay, more Dutch. Marcus Dillbringer. Yes, yes, yes. Let's have sex in our trainers. Yes. Okay. Here's my uh, yeah. Sure. Here's we my can sh- do that. Sure. Nothing is. A nothing problem. is too much trouble in this wonderful city of Amsterdam. Marcus. Oh well. A bit of Marcus, this gnome-like figure wearing the same chased dragon design micro-gown that Hesty Testaport wears, but in this instance, because this little figure is so small that it's actually a flowing robe, he was about to specify what he was going to offer you to exchange your fragment of the Rod of Law, your part of the Rod of Seven Parts. Uh, let's pick up there. Is there anything else we have to talk about? We haven't got anything in the mailbag, have we? No, no, my... My bag's your bag is deflated, flaccid. Yeah, I think we have. You know, we've Do had we? loads of yeah, we've had loads of mail recently. I just don't know. I just what about the Grimbold poem? You want to read to mind. poem? A very dear reader, Alison has sent us a poem, a Grimbold poem. But I think you know, I think we should save it for a special occasion. I'm not sure when, but I think we should save it for a special occasion. Anyway, where were we? Oh yes, Marcus. He offered you a bargain, and he hasn't elaborated on it he clicks his fingers and another creature that you've not yet seen it's sinuous it's like a centipede but with a human skull head and it has upward articulated little arms it's about the size of a crocodile it comes out of the shadows and each of its up 
turned claws are supporting what you would think of as a cloche. The dosh under the cloche, as they say in Come Dine With Me. It pauses at the side of the desk and Markus, who's getting more and more Dutch by the moment, yes she is, <laughs> just kind of gestures and the lid of the first one lifts and there are two books sitting under the cloche. Uh, I offer you each a choice. If you give me this fragment of the rod of law that we see before us today in this beautiful city of Amsterdam. The first book will advance you in your experience, in your power, in your understanding, in your ability to adventure. Do you understand me? No. Each of you must select one book. Yes? The first book will do the aforesaid. The second book is a unique property of us being within the magical field of Truspire Island. The real spire, not that imposter spire sitting in Evenstar with that fucking triangle. I hate that fucking <laughs> triangle. All of the other little wits start jumping about. Can you Marcus, 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 Miss Combat? I fucking hate him. I should have got the job. It's ridiculous. A stupid fucking triangle. I like, get him. <laughs> then he kind of calms himself. It says, anyway, sorry. I was became distracted. <laughs> the second tome is empowered by the magical feel around this island. It will enhance your ability to connect and attune with magical artifacts. <sighs> Outside the normal understanding, the normal ability yes. of characters such as yourself. We're going to tune to four items instead of three, you silly old fool. And you can figure that in D&D Beyond, because otherwise that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just break the magic, shall we, Lucas? Yeah, let's just... Yeah. Let's just if you pass me your fragment of the rod, so each the of you may select. Like the first one was too cryptic for me. Was that going up a level or I want an, an ability score improvement? Why do you insist on discussing things in terms of rules? <laughs> <laughs> this is a fantasy. I'm losing my Dutchness again. You see, you're making putting me off my action. It's just a fantasy adventure, fantasy story. Yeah, no, I quite, I'd quite like that explained in a bit more rule basic language. Yeah. All I do oh, is well, I okay. Friend Guide Storyteller <laughs> is offering you a level in one book or the opportunity oh, to right. attune four items in the other book. That's if you it. hand him the fragment of the rod, each of you gets to pick a book. Each of you can choose whether or not to have a free level or the ability to attune to four items. If you well, do that, you him, get, he gets the rod. Ooh, it doesn't sound, doesn't it sounds dodgy. I mean, I well, have, you know, we're supposed to be collecting this rod. Mm. I don't think it's the right thing to do, is it? I don't know that we are supposed to be collecting it, but I still, as a as a descendant from the Windjigs, I feel like I have a responsibility to understand what the situation is properly before committing. Oh, we're like descended that. from the Windjigs now, are you? Well, so I might I might consent to some kind of arrangement where you are caretaker. That is not uh, my bargain. My bargain is that, that's that fair enough. You... But I'm proposing a different bargain. I'm proposing a different yes. bargain where. You become caretaker of the rod while we this figure is, out what's going on, but it remains our property. This is not acceptable to me. I must either own the rod or not. That's just not the bargain. It is fine. You may reconsider later, but that is my offer. Let me confer with my with my colleagues. Um, but in this the isn't meantime, Dragon <laughs> In the meantime, what can you tell us about the Age of Worms? It is upon us. Okay. There are prophecies. Yeah. Hesti knew. A little. Eligosh, 
He looks over your shoulders. She's standing there licking. Mm. Somebody give me an insight check on Elegos. Ooh. Insight. 28. Insight I'm check. Not great at insight. insight. Mm. Ten, you know. Three. Okay, 28 is just loads. I should get past two. I'll to be honest. All along, you've had the impression that Eligos got to know stuff, right? Mm. That Eligos, you're, you're mm-hmm. bringing stuff to Eligos. She's reading it. She's saying, this is very interesting. But she knows nothing. Do you remember earlier, she said that she had intimations of the extra information that Marcus had, but she wouldn't share it with you or whatever. You get the sense that that might have been perhaps misrepresenting what she knows. She's pretending to know more stuff than she does. Right. You get the sense that she's about to learn as much as you're about to learn. Right. Okay. There are portents and signs? prophecies that are coming to pass. A piece of the shun will be stolen. I'm sorry, the, what? A piece of the... Do I need to write the stuff? <laughs> wit <laughs> pops up, gets a piece of paper, starts scribbling, holds out. A piece of the sun will be stolen. Oh, sun. A piece of the shun, piece of the shun will be stolen, yes? I believe this relates to the luster of St. Suzanne. Agath? Agath is a piece of tonge. Suzanne yes. is their most illustrious saint. Yes? Yes. The luster of Saint Suzanne is a piece of the sun. It is a fragment of tonge itself. Right. Encapsulated within a glass file of great magical power. It was stolen. Four years ago, it was stolen in Evenstar by a miscreant called Duergar Demoni. Taken away. Second part of this mm-hmm. prophecy says heroes from beyond the mountains will follow the stolen sun to a place hidden between the worlds. Well, this came to pass. There was a group of adventurers. They came from the New Mountains. They came to Evenstar. They followed Duerga Demoni into a place I know not. I cannot visit it. It is called the Hidden. It was concealed. It was snuck into the gaps between worlds in order to make it impossible for those that wait, the occupants of the lands that wait, to use that area to invade the city of Evenstar once more, Duergar disappeared into this little gap between the worlds and showed it these heroes. Yes, one of them, bearing, by the way, uh, both the east wind, which I noticed. Alessandra, Shandy, you are carrying. Interesting. How can that be here? There are also rumors of great artifacts of great power surfacing, being revealed and being refound in the world. These are also portents of the advent of the Age of Worms. Something called a and he stops, and he looks at you, Sessions. Something called the Totem of Storms. I see you, are, you bear it with you. Can it be? One of the wits jumps off the desk. Something like Scuttles up to you, Sessions. You're only, right, two foot ten tall. Just looks at this thing that's hanging around your neck. And kind of looks over its shoulder and nods at the figure behind the desk. This is extraordinary. This is an artifact of enormous power. Come forward, Sessions. Come forward. Have Shuffle you connected forward. to this? artifact do you understand it not yet be true kind of peers at it well it does no matter anyway one of the prophecies mentions the totem of storms being found well here we have it one of them mentions what they call a fragment of the seven he gestures at the the fragment of the rule of seven parts yet another prophecy mentions the withered hand of asmodee in the prophecy mentioned by his ancient name the name veshna the ancient withered hand of Asmodee will be found. This I do not know. This has not yet come to pass, but we must be concerned. Yes? Worm-eaten dead shall rise. That is another part of the prophecies. I think we all understand. I think your experiences and adventures have shown you that this has coming to pass in front of our very eyes. Yes? The little face 
built into his eye socket, looks at Sessions and goes, That really is the totem of storms, isn't it? That is the totem of storms, little fairy-haired fellow. You must be careful if you're wielding an artifact of such mystery as that. Very, very careful. Okay. I apologize for my eye. It speaks sometime out of turn. There we go. I really need to be able to teach it to keep a lid on the change. It's another irritating That's joke. really, really terrible. Again. I only put it in there to annoy you. <laughs> Last part of the prophecy that I understand. An orphan shall shit upon the green chair. The grey fire shall burn a great shitty. Not <laughs> shitty as in shitty. An shitty orphan as will in shit shitty. upon a chair. An orphan shall shit. <laughs> An orphan shall shit upon yes. a chair. Can you not take this seriously? An orphan will shit upon the green chair. An orphan will shit yes. upon a green chair. The grey fire <laughs> shall burn a great shitty. Ugh. My accent is causing these prophecies to lose much of their seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> I think of your erstwhile comrade Cuthbert Outsplinter. He is an orphan. Yes. What? He is an Outsplinter. Chevriana. There is a formidable figure. Yes. She is the occupant of the green chair, the green throne. She is the keeper of the grey fire. I believe this prophecy directly relates to the power of the Archprinters and Evenstar, and it suggests to me that there is an imminent danger. All of these things tell me that the Age of Worms is virtually upon us. What do you think about giving up the rod? Hmm. I'm not interested in another level of so, so I am. I don't get anything for it. I think it'd be I get a, a bit of just ticking through the list, doesn't it? it? Gets you to the next one quicker. Oh, yeah. Or a fourth. So, I mean, the question is whether the rod is useful. I mean, what part does the rod play in our further advancement? Or is this the point at which we give up the rod? You know, are we required to make a decision, or is this have we reached a a point in the story progression that that was what getting the rod was for? If you get my drift. I think it's unlikely we will ever be yeah, able to Yeah, I don't think the it's the adventure. Rod. No, I don't think it's the adventure either. But story-wise, I'm affiliated to it. I'm attached to the rod. And it could be that we could collect the whole rod or trade it in later. Trouble is, it makes us a target. So we could take a level and not be targets in the same way. Do we trust Marcus Doombringer? He's tenser. He's, a, he's an NPC. I think we neither trust nor distrust. He seems to be on the... He's a sort of Gandalf figure. He seems to be a sort of on the good guy's side. Yeah. But he could be Saruman. It just seems odd that it's a key, it seems to be a key artifact in the adventure and he wants it. It's giving, it seems to offer us something really wonderful. I think it's a MacGuffin. I don't think it's a key thing in the adventure. I think it's just a flavor. But I think that we're not supposed to have it. Maybe it's a way of taking it off the table so you don't spend your whole time trying to chase something that's not part of the adventure. Yeah. Well, if everybody feels that, I don't mind an extra level. That's what I suspect. But at the same time, story-wise, I don't think Burple would go for it. Would Burple give up the fragment of the rod? That's a very interesting question, isn't it? No, I don't think he would. That's my point. I think I'm with you. I kind of agree. Doombringer is... He's not pretending that it's anything to do with, you know, I must have this fragment in order to protect the world from evil or anything like that. Right? No. He's just saying he wants it. Mm. He's just saying he covets it. Mm. Part of what's going on there. But Graham and I are aligned in what we think the situation is. And so the question is what to do about it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or shall I pick up with Marcus and his set of thoughts on the Let's Age of Worms? pick up with Marcus. Let me tell you about the Age of Worms, Purple. It is an apocalypse. It is an age of death and writhing doom. I feel that these rumours should normally be dismissed. 
Yes, it's always happening. Doomsday prophecies, they constantly... These cults and these figures are constantly talking about the end of the world is round the corner, da, 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 da. but this is different. It can be traced back through various incarnations. Yes, in books, yes, carvings, inscriptions, frescoes, tablets. 2,000 years this prophecy has stayed consistent. No, it's not evolved. Fanatics have not tried to reshape it or to reframe its message to make it more relevant to its times or to support their agendas. This alone would be enough for it to merit further study, but more interesting is that several of these predictions have come true, as we were just discussing. Uh-huh. The loss of the luster of St. Suzanne, a piece of the sun has been stolen. The heroes follow it into the hidden gaps between the worlds. The recovery of these artifacts, the totem of storms, he kind of gestures at you, Sessions, the other, all the other wits all just turn, look at you, including the weird crocodile thing, the quasity thing, the walkie brain thing, they all just kind of peer at you. This is fascinating to me. There are other prophecies, ones of which I'm not completely cognizant. Something, I will explain a little why I must know these fragments only, but something around a shitty being handed over to evil by so a hero of the shitty. I'm not sure it might relate to the events that you have recently been involved with, and it doesn't, it is not clear to me. Another prophecy talks of spirits being united. Could this be to do with this cult? Hesti's obsession that Eligos tells me. It is an obsession. Eligos is an obsession. Eligos is, I think it's serious. I think it's a problem. This Ebon business, I, I, do, I, don't, I don't give it much credence. <laughs> but what happens? In any case... So, so in the Age of Worms, it's just the end of everything. Worms eat everyone. What is it? What it is, it is uh, uh, ultimately, this comes to Kios. Kios was a mortal who ascended to godhood. Yes? Uh-huh. We know little of him. We know that he was a powerful priest. We know he ruled a shitty. A what? A shitty. Again, please, please, little wit just quickly scribbles the word city. Mm. A conurbation. A shitty, a shitty, yes. Named Kuluth Ma. Ah, this shitty sits within the territories that you would know as the lands that wait. He gestures kind of vaguely off to his left. You're not quite sure what he's pointing at, but you know that the lands that wait lie over the barrier cliffs, yeah? Yeah. The mysterious tropical jungle territory that occupies, well, goodness knows what it once was, but now occupies the space beyond the mile-high, miles-high barrier cliffs atop which sits the city of Evenstar. He ruled the shitty, Kuluthmar, out in the lands that wait. And he was famed for his ability to create and raise the undead. A former companion of mine, a wizard named Rabadabadash. <laughs> of the Rabadabadob? Yes, a shame. Made an extensive study of Kiosh and his ways. You may say that he was obsessed with Kiosh. Uh, in very much the same way that Heshti was obsessed with the Rod of Seven Parch. When Rabadabadash... Of the rubber double Learned that cool Yes, the shame. The shame. Learned that Kuluth Mar was the likely location of Kiosh's divine apotheosis. Now what I mean by this is ascent to godhood. Yes, yes. From a priest to a god. Yes. Mm-hmm. When he learned that Kuluth Mar was the location of this apotheosis, he could not restrain himself. I cautioned him against going to investigate the ruins of the city. I cautioned him. Right. I said, I said Rabadabadash. 
Of the I should rub a dash, don't do it. It's of the yes, of the rubber dub. Yes, the same. Yes, you know him. You know him? No. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> One does not simply teleport into an unknown region. You must do research. You must, you must find out. You must learn about what it is that you investigate. Yes. Anyway, I could not stop him. He disappeared. This is many years ago. Many years ago. He disappeared. He returned two weeks later. He had a wild look in his eye. He had learned so much, he said. He said that he had discovered Kulathmar. Yes, uh. that he had found that further investigations would reveal the secrets of Kiosh, the secrets, the very fabric of Kiosh's power, and maybe how to prevent the Age of Worms. Yes, but, he said, he could not return. He had found something else, and he must disappear off to the north to follow a, a, a he described it as a lead. He had a clue, he had a piece of information. I know not. Anyway, rabbit dabba dash Of the rubber dub dub <laughs> Yes, of the rubber dub dub The shame, yes, you know it. No. No. Oh. He disappeared, and I never saw him again. I tried to track him down. Other events, mythical events, conspired to take away my attention. The trail went cold. I suspect he is dead now. Maybe worse than dead. <laughs> hmm. Funny. He left me some notes, at which point one of the wits taps on a little sheaf of papers on the desk. Hmm. They're rather sparse. I didn't write this, by the way, but it's just got so many S's in it. It's just cracking me up. They confirm <laughs> that Kulathmar is indeed located in the lands of Wait, Far, far to our west. His notes seem to indicate that Kish ruled the city more than 2,000 years ago from a fortress called the Spire of Long Shadows. He looks around you at this, sort of thinking some of you may recognize that phrase, but none of you do, right? Um... Eh, no. He believed that this spire was the site of Kiyosh's ascension to God. It's what? It's what? Ascension it's to God. Just again, again, please. Again, please. The scribbling on the piece of paper gets held up. Ascension to Godhood. Sight. Sight. Ascension to Godhood. Sight. Can you please try and apply some kind of, I don't know, understanding? Anyway, on we go, on we go. At the base of this, of the spire. Kiosh built a cigarette. <laughs> a cigarette uh, to serve as the foundation of this spire. Rabba dabba dash. Yes. What's the rubber dub dub? Yes, yes, bro. Yes, you know him. The same. Uh, no, yes, no, you know not him. Really. No. Never met him. Oh, anyway, he writes how the cigarette was a powerful magical focus for the ritual that propelled Kiosh to divinity. Much of Kiosh's might has since left the city of Kuluthmar. But powerful undead servants and lingering touches of Kiyosh's own miasma make the Ziggurat a fell and dangerous place. I think we can all see where this conversation is headed. Mm. Rabbit Dabba Dash. Of the Rabbit Dabba Dabba Yes, yes, the same. You know him? No, no, no. no. Oh. No. He visited the ruined city several times, but the ruined never city? Per can you, can you penetrated the spire itself. I never found the journal pages. Again, the little wit taps the papers that describes his other visits. We must find out what resides there. This is your next step in your story of heroism. Yes. So what should we do? He gestures at one of the windows looking out on the bed of the lake. And as he does so, the view through that window changes to a view of a jungle. Oh. Parker. Yes. I remember a jungle. You do. This is a view you've sort of seen before. Not exactly the same, but yes. Go on then, Parker. I can send you there. I must send you there. Yes? Yes. You must travel to Kuluthmar 
is a dangerous place, full of perils. <laughs> you must try and find the answers that Rabadabadash... Oh, the Rabadab. Yes, it's the same, you know it? No. Oh, that Rabadabadash <laughs> could not find. I can send you there, and I can give you the means for your return. He nods at one of the wits. You hear a drawer open, and you hear kind of... And this little goblin little little kind of impy little creature jumps up, brandishing a scroll. This scroll will bring you back to us. Yes? It will bring you back here. He points. He points. God, I'm doing it now. He points at the centre of the chamber. You can see that on the disc that you descended down into this chamber, and now you can see, as he points at it, a little tracery of rooms. Teleportation circles. Something like that. Yeah. Ooh, nice. This scroll will bring you back here. You may use it only once. Be careful. Be sensible. I can send you there, he gestures at the window. Do you take this quest? I do. Yes. I do, yes. yes. Not yet. You may take some time to think. You may organize yourselves. You may come back and visit me here in the Spire when you are ready to proceed. But the wheel of days turns for the time being. Who's the time being? Oh, let's not get into that. And, well, we have to, and we the have age to of worms to rushes towards us. This is not something that we can spend much time mm-hmm. considering. Mm-hmm. Think about this in return tomorrow. You may think of my bargain, you may think of my offer, and you may think about what your next step is on your heroic journey. Whether or not you will take this next step into the land that wait. What do you want to do? Can you provide uh, us with a the God, means beer is good. to remove the curses from these gems? You sticking your pair of jewels out on the table in front of him. Yeah. I'm whacking my jewels down in front Slapping of Slapping them on the table. Of, Ow. Of Slapping. Ow. Ow. That yeah. yeah. Okay. Oof. Everybody winces. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, I know what these are. Uh, yes. He picks them up. He holds them up in front of him. Cups he opens them. the lid of his eye. The little face pops out from the eye socket. Oh, these are gems from the House of Ashplinter. Dangerous, but we can deactivate them, I believe. Can we not deactivate them? Yes, I think we can. Now go back inside your lid. He closes his eye again. I can uh, disenchant these. This is not important to you, surely. He kind of looks at you like you're festooned in magic, right? Yeah. What value would you place on these? Well, this is no more than 10,000 gold pieces. Yeah. Each, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's it the symbolic It's the symbolic value as much as anything else. This is why I wish to, to acquire the rod from you, yes? Ah, this is to do with... Uh, mm. <laughs> this is to do with Kashpath, is it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes, now all is clear. Yes, yes. <laughs> so will you uh, remove the enchantments? The Shandy, you're an outsplinter, are you not? Yes, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, Eligos, laugh behind you. <laughs> no comment. Uh, let me just want to catch them in this one. Like 500 gold. She's very capable, but you must watch her. You never know where the outsplinter is. Uh-huh. Oh, very God. So she's no okay. matter how distant the connection. You <laughs> know, treacherous, right, treacherous folk. Family is family. I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. Hey, I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. Hey, <laughs> Why do you want the rod? We it seems to be an artifact that we need on our quest. Yeah, and it's you know, why do you think this? Because uh, I exactly you have no idea. No, yet I covered it. I would like to own it. I can give you powers that you do not yet have. I can give you access to magical items you could not normally control. Could you it would help you in your quest to discover the secrets of Kuruth Mar? Right? Yes. Where's the rod? I mean, hmm, I understand that Burple feels an attachment because he, for some reason, believes he is somehow connected to it. Well, that's a separate question. All I know is that I wish to have it. 
I also believe that it is more trouble to you than it is worth. That may be true, but I cannot... I also believe that my actions are stripped again to something else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, what are we doing? The thing about the rod is, if we were to discover some other bit of it, or to discover that there is a usage for it, surely what we would then do is come back here and explain this, and then loan the rod. You're assuming that that, that Marcos Doombringer is a good guy. If this was a quest for the Rod of Seven Parts, the next seven books would all be just about finding it. And they don't yeah. appear to be, so I think it's a red herring. I what think so to too, but I can't level? justify it character-wise. That's, that's the only thing. The superpowers going up a level, that's power. Yeah, but Burple's been yeah. after the Rod of Seven Parts since the beginning. He's just got a part, and now you're saying he needs to get well, it we've, away. We've got a part. I don't think Burple has a yeah. part. It's, uh, it wasn't assigned to anybody. It, it was a party item. Everybody else in the room has gone very quiet. Yeah. Marcus has drifted back into shadow. In fact, that weird lens pull focus thing, right? Mm. That seemed to bring you closer into his presence. You realize as you're chatting between yourselves, the more you focus on each other, the less you feel kind of pulled into his orbit. Almost like you've been under an enchantment. Almost like you've been under a spell. Or a spell, mm. as I would call it. Mm. He's now just a remote figure in the shadow behind the desk. It does beg the question that if he really, really wanted this and he's so powerful, why hasn't he just enchanted us himself? Just taken it. He may still. Mm-hmm. Well, should we have a vote? This is true. Yeah, I'm happy to vote. Graham, are you happy to vote? Sure. I think we should just keep it. Johnny, what do you think? Graham's persuaded me that it's not essential and I wouldn't mind an extra level. Lucas? Yeah, I'm tending to think that that was the, its purpose in this quest. What? Bird in the hand. Are you voting to give it to him for the? I I said yeah. I think that we should give it to him. So that doesn't matter what my vote is. Alessandra will stay neutral. You can't give it away. What if it's a? It's an artifact. It's a destiny type. We're giving it away. We're trading it. And you're proposing giving. You are talking about giving it away. Trading it. ever if you're ever going to be able to claim the whole rod, you'd have to get past past Marcus Dumer. So you're trading rod... your ability. But as Graham said, was is that was that the purpose of this quest? Isn't our purpose more to uh, how do you um, know that? To ensure that the age of worms, which is upon us, doesn't. There are six more books. It could be a point. World. It could be a part of book. I don't know. Maybe the rod will do that. But I mean, I guess it 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 depends upon whether you consider that this Marcus Dubringer character is is basically working against us ultimately because you know if we were to get all other pieces of the rod then surely the purpose of the rod also has to be some kind of altruistic one in putting it together which is also to do with the age of worms itself and there is a chance that this marcus doombringer character could, could turn out to be effectively you know the the lucifer it's not like he's paying a very low price for it right i mean essentially it is quite a low price. What he's us doing all is going up a level is a books. reasonably high price. The thing is, um, how are we directed towards the rod? All I'm saying is, it costs him nothing. All he's doing is allowing us to read books that he's already got. It's costing him nothing. He still keeps the books. By the same time, yeah, it's but costing I mean, four characters who don't charges. have, who won't end up with the rod, nothing either. Yeah, but it could be. Yeah, but only quest. one person ends could up be with a quest. it. It's yeah, but you don't know, do you? Well, it's a it's well, be a quest item. It's I mean, a vote. We could try a commune and see whether the rod is part yeah, of. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Because you've got a day to come out of the island and go back. All right, let's do a commune. 
You have much to discuss. Why should we not reconvene tomorrow? At the same time, Bondi, he kind of clicks his fingers, and uh, Bondi steps forward, nods at you. What's your first name, Bundy? It's not important. <laughs> so we go back. Should we go, she yeah. says. Yeah, we go back to Truespire. Okay. As you leave and you step aboard the disc to be whisked back up, he produces the gold piece that you put in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Alessandra. Flicks it, spins in the air, hangs in the air for ages, and then drops into his palm, looks at it, mm-hmm. and just shakes his head, looks at it, goes, it should be cheap. One gold piece. Anyway, there we go. Hugh tomorrow. Go back to the house. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go back to the hotel. Bar in. The all-seeing eye. Yep. Yeah, so let's do the commune. Let's do the commune. We probably need to decide what the questions are. If your first question is, is this venture insanely dangerous? The answer is yes. Is it best in our quest to save the world from the age of worms, is it best for us to keep the rod or part with it? We could ask if the rod required to complete the quest. Yeah, don't mind. Is it a good trade? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The Lady Luck Misfortune says yes. It is a good trade. Wheel or woe to give the rod to Marcus Doombringer. Yeah. Maybe the the question was, do we would the rod part that we have be helpful in Benef- Coolidge yeah, Mark? beneficial to us. More, More beneficial? Ben- yeah, yeah no. than ben- having an extra level. Yeah. Will having this the rod... Wind. Will this win <laughs> in Uluth Mar? What about is it safe to give the rod to Hesty to, to Marcus Stingbringer? That was Johnny's question about wheel or woe. Yeah, well, I'm just posing. Well, we that could, another question might be: Is Marcus yeah. Stingbringer a true ally? Yes. Mm. True ally to, to our, our quest. quest. Is that your question? Yes. What about safe? Before we say it, we need to phrase it properly. You could put: Is I'm it saying- safe to trust Marcus Doombringer? Yeah. Yes, that's, that's what I mean. Okay, that's a good question. Yes, is the answer that comes back from the Lady Luck Misfortune. Right, and is it more beneficial to have the effect of an extra level, or to, to have the effects of the trade in Kalish Mal than it is to tip of the rod. have the, the rod in our possession? Well, it, it, just the tip of the rod. Or though, something like that. Just just the tip. You're just putting the tip in, right? Because we could spend like <laughs> 10 years getting um, the whole rod and then going there and it's not going to happen. Yeah. The bit, the, the bit yeah, that we have. The end of the rod. I want to find out whether this is part of a... Whether it's likely we're ever going to reunite the, the rod. Oh, Do yeah, we need to reunite the rod to defeat mm. what's-his-face? <laughs> that mm. is the most billowing hilltop question <laughs> I have ever heard. I feel like just answer. <laughs> do we need the? Do we need? No, is the answer. No. Okay. Right. Well, I think we've got the answers. Let's go again and get a level. No. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, we've I had can't. three I, positive. Letting, somehow pointing. letting my ancestors down. Tough. Boogie went a level. So the voting is: Johnny says hand it over. Graham says hand it over, and Lucas says hand it over. Mm. Yeah. All right. What does Paul say? I mean, the commune has basically said, A, we can trust Marcus Doombringer. B, it's um, a good deal. It's a good deal. And C, it, this isn't useful to the longer term quest. So. But Purple's not happy. Purple's not happy. But he'll go but, along with the. I mean, sure, is Purple happy in the sense that, I mean, okay, it's not in your possession, but I mean, we've established we can trust Marcus Doombringer, presumably. Uh, at some stage rather later on 
if yeah. it transpires that this has got to be that the rod has got to be used for some something to do with your family background then we know where it is we know where it is you know mm. and like i said he said he covets it i mean it's not like he's sort of planning to destroy it is it it's not exactly giving much away though is he he's not giving up anything apart from the next stage in the what we have to do well but i mean that's a difficult i mean i know this is metagaming but you know i mean this character basically has the funds that he you know that the campaign requires right yeah 12th level <laughs> yeah i'm wondering about that fourth slot yeah i need to think about i need to think about that overnight. Oh, well that's why i was wondering yeah. it's it's but you don't want to be the only person that doesn't take the level why not i don't know you just feel like you're sort of left behind it depends what magical items you got that's true mm, it's got to be a fourth achievement because like you say a level you will get a fourth achievement you won't I mean, a fourth achievement. But a level you'll never catch up. Mm. Yeah, but well, it depends who takes what. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a great dilemma. No, but I mean, effectively, it is a it's a permanent extra level. The reason I like this dilemma is because it resonates with our oldest thing, which is what's most important to a character's power progression. Yeah, is it levels or is it magical items equipment? But I think that's a case of whether if you've got the magical items, then then that's a choice that you can make if you haven't got the magical items then obviously don't think anything was said about you having to have the items to attune now lucas yeah grim you've said you've not attuned no but i'm just thinking that then it becomes a question of a bird in the hand worth two in the bush right yeah that's it's not it becomes less of equipment versus level but the he was suggesting that the totem's actually an artifact i.e does more than just what what you've outlined yeah previously grim is there a reason you haven't attuned to it doesn't do very much. It's kind of fairly limited, and I already was attuned to three things. Okay, just no, just one. Yeah, but surely in a rest you can attune to it, get a feel for what it does, and then attune. Yeah, to I mean, I know what it does according it to the does. list. Right. It's but interesting. It, it does more than that. Okay, so we're going to go back. So twelfth level for me would be an ability score improvement. I think that's yeah, what it is for most people. It's a kind of yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of that or a level. Oh, sorry, that or a yeah, but slot. Yeah, but it is also another feat. A level closer to the following level. Exactly. Thirteenth <laughs> yeah. level then is the increase in spells and the change in the yeah. um yeah. That's the next tier. I'm gonna go for but a for level. For me it's just it's one spell. And I mean sort of rest fourth, fourth slot for me. Four slots well, for, me for me is very tempting. Achievement slot is something that nobody else really has. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. But a... the level, <sighs> right? I'm decided. Me too. What are you doing? I think I need to. I need to think Do about it overnight. I'm doing a level uh, because it's a known thing. It's a it's a level closer to the next level. It's a known thing, and I can't see myself getting any magic items. Yeah. That are better than what I've got. Significantly better than I've got. And if they are, I can always swap out. Yeah. Uh, for me, for- where it would kick in is where you have a lot of very good items. Yeah. And you basically, you can load up that fourth slot with a, with a good item. Well, yeah. Precisely yeah but so I, I don't, for- my character is not really built like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think. For the monk, the ability to basically be able to attune to the gauntlets and the sword at the same time. Yeah, I think it's character very, by character. Very tempting. 
Well, I've got constitution and sword. I've got two, two of my slots are really nice. My third one is evasion. That's pretty good. So the fourth one would be basically be at the moment would be a metamagic rod. <sighs> Gives me a metamagic rod, but then, <sighs> but then, uh, yeah, but then, uh, really, don't really use that much. But then, uh, but, but then it but, gives me another it's not like displacement, a belt of displacement, then, uh, or giant strength or something. Yeah, so what I mean, it's like, yeah, it could be wicked. Giant strength would just be awesome for me. Mm hmm. Like plus five onto hit and damage. Well, that'd be amazing. Yeah, exactly. So that's what potentially what the extra slot and take the extra to get giant strength. But the monk is next level moves unarmed strike damage from 1d6 to 1d8 so it's actually a trade-off between that or having effectively the gauntlet strikes and the flame tongue hmm. how'd you get the giant strength dan i don't have it but if i could if i can get the item oh yeah but i'd, I'd want it as well so yeah but i'm saying that 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 fourth slot could be really useful i have a ring really of protection valuable that- I'm not using it's a tricky well. choice. It is a tricky choice. Do we? Doing, is Graham? there enough magic? I'm really around? not sure. I'm th- th- very I tempted need, by I the fourth to... slot because I don't think the option will come up again. Yeah, but I also, th- you know, getting closer towards thirteenth level and seventh level spells feels kind of also. I cannot overstate the deliciousness of this beer, Paul. I need to sleep on Which one is it? Well, of course, what do you think? But it's um, cloud water. It's ice cold. It tastes like somebody has sent a tropical island. Yeah, angels dancing on your tongue. I don't know what that tastes like, but I mean, a bit feathery. Anyway, but it's so (laughs) nice to just sit here with this ice cold beer. It's boiling hot. Listen to you lot agonize over this choice. I'm not agonizing. I've made my decision. Yeah, 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 no, I know, I know, I know. I've made it. Right, what would you like to do? Uh, you don't have to decide. Well, you do have to decide now, otherwise we're all going to be sitting here forever. What do you think? Are you I happy to go back to the island? Yes, yep. go back to the island. Bondi yes. is waiting for you the next morning in the breakfast room, the executive breakfast lounge. He's just green stew, yeah? Do they have multigrain toast, not just brown or white? Can I have multigrain? I'd like some puffed quinoa. It's a really... <laughs> classy establishment granola. but the but don't, you know those little tells paul it's a really classy establishment yes. like no expense spared it's very nicely done everything is great except, really slick except but you the get that weird feeling that the toast it's not been wet. baked on site yeah yeah oh crap toast. And the bacon's that worse. sort of stuff that they half pre-cook it and oh well it those kind the, of uh, loaves anyway that's not mutually exclusive on we go uh yeah. bondi james takes you back to the shore the boat glides up to the beach you board yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> my price is for you to decide and for my master yeah. to judge she's going to put two gold pieces in put a gold piece each <laughs> a gold piece each yeah oh, wow the okay, skull <laughs> turns to regard you impassively the blue carbuncle eyes flicker with light and without a comment off it heads the figure that might be Marcus, you just don't know, is manning the tiller, helming the craft. And the return to Marcus's study is the same. Crackles the fox leads you from the quay into the base of the tower, onto the disc. You descend. Marcus is waiting for you. You've returned. What has been your decision? 
There's no Elegos this time. There's no Agath of Thrunch. There is just Bondi and Marcus and all the little wits. Have you reached a decision about my offer yes. of a bargain for the fragment yes. of the Lord of Law? Yes. Alessandra stands slightly separate from the others and says the decision is you can have the Rod of Law in exchange for the choices you gave. Are we all in agreement? Yes. The majority yes. is in agreement. Yes. Yes. This delights me. It delights sort me of. very much. Not really. Ah, oh, purple. Purple. There are so many questions to be answered. But I believe you are making the right decision. Now, as a gesture of good faith, you must take your rewards before I take the rod from you. But please, <laughs> first, you must place, please place the rod on my desk here. My witch will take custody of it. Yes? Okay. And then you must take your rewards. Which one do you choose? A purple. Let us start with you. It just seems appropriate. Which reward do you choose? Uh, that uh, depends. Would you yes. like to be the proud owner of a metamagic rod? <laughs> this trinket? Yes? Uh, no. Well, you say trinket. It's quite a rare non-canon item. It's a well, rare I think no. it's a, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's extremely rare. Yes. Are you uh, suggesting this as a substitute for the fragment of the Rod of Law? No. Right. I'm suggesting oh, that you might want to exchange it. Desperate misunderstanding. For... No, no. Only a single option may be chosen, and it is in exchange for the Rod of Law. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about a separate, a separate transaction. Yes. I will give you this yes. unique, ultra rare. I can see John Candy item. running the Legendary running the watch item over his wrist. <laughs> yeah, the shower curtain rings. Yeah. <laughs> In return for, if all I ask is yeah. a is a girdle of giant strength, <laughs> only it's the same rarity. This is not a conversation that we could have. No, uh, sorry, Purple, there's been a misunderstanding. The Wheel of Days is turning for the time being. You must take you, the next sorry, step. No, not now, please, Alessandra. You must take the next step to discover the secrets that uh, Rabadabadash... Of the Rabadabadabadam? Yes, <laughs> you know it? Uh, no, not really. No. no. Oh, Rabadabadash could not uncover in the city of Kurushmar. We must take this step now. My bargain is solely uh, focused around I, the rod of law. I, Burple, I understand your ambition. I understand, I understand your that wish. I understand you don't want to widen the conversation. Precisely. But I'm suggesting to you that it's in your interest. The little eye to... opens and the other face pops out. He wants to widen the conversation. That's what he wants to do. He wants to turn it into a conversation about something else. I don't think it's a good idea. And then the eye closes again. I don't want to turn it into a conversation about something else. I'm saying if you should procure me That's a not what he thinks. giant strength, I will swap it for this metamagic rod and we will go on our way. I do not have a girdle of giant strength just shitting around. Be, for someone of your well, means it and ways, it should be a simple matter. Just go and get one. Bring it back. I have one we'll question get, for you. Is it a deal breaker? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. In that case, our business is concluded. I no. withdraw my offer for the no. rod. I withdraw no. he, he the opportunity. No, to no, no. no, this no, purple no, must make no, his own decisions. No. No. no, come on. This is a democracy. I want a girdle anyway. Nobody told well. me anything about that. No. <laughs> I'm not in a position to offer artifacts out of nowhere in trade at the moment. By, by it's just a no. minor item. I'm not I'll give you this wonderful ring. Why don't you try someone else? Give me a... Yeah, try someone else. Let's just take the next step. Graham. Do you take what? my bargain? 
Yes. Yes. Right. yes. Let us proceed. Purple, which reward do you choose? Do you choose... That depends. Can you get me a... The book that advances <laughs> your power and experience, or the book that makes you more magically <laughs> attunable? I can't think of another way of putting it. <laughs> it depends. Can you get me a girdle? Frankly, yeah, I've run out of little phrases that sound magical, so I'm just, just saying any old <laughs> shit just to keep you to freaking well, you know, understand. Just say the rules. Which do you choose, Purple? Go on someone else. Or someone else. That is, we want to Alessandra. Shandy. Shandy. Baby. <laughs> Which one do you choose? I'll take the left one, please, if you don't. Fine. You must take the book of power and experience. Would you wish to read it now? Yes. You open the book. You open the first page. You feel yourself drawn in. Time mm -hmm. dilates, but expands, but speeds up. Before you know it, the benevolence of Doombringer bathes you, and you are advanced to 12th level. Well, thank you very much. Parker, what is your decision? Which reward do you choose? Attunement slot. You open the book. Time dilates. Time contracts. Time speeds up. You feel weird. You feel the magical force field that seems to surround this place imbue you. It's very difficult to quantify, but you feel like you're just juiced with magical potential. Lovely. Decisions. What is your decision? What is your choice of reward? See, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I think uh, Parker has Would you like some it. more time to think, Sheshinch? No, I'm going to go with the same choice Parker. I think attune... You wouldn't like to sit briefly in sausage while you consider? Yeah, well, I will sausage while I read the book. Yes, well, you may find you spill a bit of sausage on the book if you do. Then it tends to stick the pages together. <laughs> okay, uh, yes, time dilates, time expands, time runs on. You lose yourself as you peruse the first page and find yourself flicking the pages. And then the next thing you know... You're slamming the book closed, and you too, Sessions, are imbued, juiced with extra magical potential. And we move on to... Burple, have you made your mind up yet? Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. It's a tough it's the same decision, decision isn't it? But I think it's advanced. Fun. And before you know it, the book is closed, and your magical potential is increased. And now let's turn to the most elderly, venerable member of our company. Hello. Would you like another blanket? <sighs> Give me the book. Give me the book. Uncle Bugraft. Uncle Buggy, which reward do you choose? You wish, to be advanced. you wish to be advanced. You cannot be advanced in experience, Elder Bugraft, but you can be advanced in power. You take this book. This is very interesting. You open the book. Time dilates. Time expands. Time runs on. The pages flick in your mind. It's all a bit of a dream. Before you know it, the book is slamming shut in your hands, and the benevolence of Marcus Doombringer bathes you, and you are raised to 12th level. The wits are staring intently at you. There's no Eligos. Bondi is there. She's not participating. She's off to one side. Marcus gestures to the picture window that looks out over the bed of the lake. The vista changes from that to that of a jungle. The wit... How did we get there? ...produced the scroll, brandishes it once more, proffers it to... You roll a d10. Sessions... An astute choice, I think. Marcus says, are you willing to take the step into the unknown? Are you willing to take the journey? For I can send you there now, and this, and he indicates the scroll, can bring you back. Because now is the time. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, step forward, if you will. He gestures you across the little causeway that runs from the centre 
over to the window, which is displaying the jungle. As you stand in front of it, you get that weird pull focus thing where the view seems to expand all around you. You can feel heat, humid heat. Very appropriate as we're playing at the moment in our mankinis. Mm -hmm. You can hear a crescendo of chattering insects. You can smell the heavy, heady scent of the jungle wash over you. You hear Marcus say, show them on their way. Everything goes black. And we will find out uh-huh. what lies in wait for you on the other side. Are you going to the lands that wait? Are you going to the city of Kulathmar? Did yes. Lady Luck, Misfortune, deceive you when she said you could trust Marcus Doombringer? When we pick things up, uh, say that. next week. <laughs> God, no. Unbelievable. Podcast is a billowing hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Spire of Long Shadows and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Spire of Long Shadows was written by Jesse Decker. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright billowing hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Danger, mystery, intrigue. Think you've heard all that actual play podcasts have to offer? Think again. I'm Nate Peterson. I'm Nate Peterson. The 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 dungeon master. (laughs) Yes, Stuart. What can I do for you? I know not of this, Stuart. My name is Dweezil Vanzafir, the Bard of Bards. Well, firstly, your name's Stuart and you're from Yorkshire. Secondly, I'm, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm trying to record an advert for our show. Well, firstly, in your parlance, I've never even heard of this Yorkshire. And secondly, if there is a show to be advertised, then surely it should be I, Dweezil Vanzafir, to do the advertising. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, surely this is a job for me as the Dungeon Master. Uh, perhaps a, uh, song. Mm, no, I certainly don't think it's time for a song. Five adventurers, brave and true, strong of will and strong of arm. A band unbreakable through and through, they protect each other from insult and harm. What more persuasion could one require? Tune in to hear our tales. Dyson Desire. You see, Stuart, words do have power, but certainly not as much power as the Dungeon Master. Join me as I corral my merry band of misfits who storm King's Thunder every week on Dice and Desire, a 5e actual play podcast 